he just hit record right before, so. Yeah, hi, God homies. Damn Coco. <laughs> Sorry. Let's not, I'll not talk over you, so. It's okay. Hey there, homies. This is Sarah. And this is Ashley. And this is Hometown Homicide. In case you are a new listener, welcome, because, you know, not everybody knows this yet. Uh, We intend on focusing on lesser known cases from generally the Midwest. Sometimes we go out of our whole jurisdiction. Jurisdiction. Um, Definitely America stuff. But yeah, lesser known cases of murder, mayhem, and other tragedies from around the Midwest. And sometimes just uh, America in general. Uh, we feel like we we should help spotlight victims that shouldn't be forgotten and whatnot. Yeah, so if you're a new listener, thank you. Hi! Sorry if we ramble. We talk. It's a we podcast. Do. We do. Even when we're not drinking. Rate us, like us, love us, share us, comment us. Pretty much all the handles are Hometown Homicide Podcast, except for Twitter. Ope Murder. Yep, O-P-E. If you're Midwest, you get it. Uh, and then, yeah, tell tell us your stories and send us things that should be covered. Um, podcast at hometownhomicide.com. Podcast at hometownhomicide.com. Okay, I said that with a question on my face. Sorry for our absence last week. Yeah. Sorry. It was busy. We were busy. And I had we fantasy had... football draft, which was epic. And then we had girls night. Girls night. And then tired and just busy. Yep, busy, working overtime, then I got sick, and this week is going to be even busier, because I have overtime, we have, I have family coming in from different states, we have a wedding, <sighs> there's just not enough time of the day. I've got this week off, but I'm still going to be busy, because I'm going to go down to the KCMO area to visit family, and then I got to get... Jello shots made for the weekend because it's the Iowa, Iowa State game coming up. That is true. And Ogie's birthday, my niece's third birthday, so that'll be fun. Um, speaking of Jello shots, we mm. were at Walmart and they have pre-made Jello shots. Yep. Very expensive, probably. But if you're lazy, <laughs> they will work. Well, the epitome of lazy for Jello shots is what I do now. It's just fucking easier. Because I make them like Jello jigglers. You just mix them all up. You throw them, like pour the whole thing in a pan, let it set up, and then just cut them into cubes with a knife, and then you can pop them in your mouth like giant gummy vitamins. Yeah, that's that's and, very smart. Instead of fucking with the cups and the lids and the, oh, all yeah. that shit all the time. Yeah. For sure. And smart. use flavored vodka. It makes it taste less vodka-y. I'm, I've, I've been known for my Jello shots, so... She has been. And Not saying I'm a professional, but... <laughs> think smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For the fantasy draft, I got the Burnett's, because I go cheap, I'm sorry, but the Burnett's Mango Pineapple Vodka, and I used... Uh, and I usually use sugar-free Jello, so it's not so sugary, too, but, like, not, you know, Whatever. Raspberry jello, black cherry, an orange, and a berry blue. And 
not gonna lie, a couple people were like, these might be the best ones you've ever made. I'm like, <laughs> noted. And they're red, so it's perfect for Chiefs because it's football season. It's so exciting. It is. First <gasps> Iowa game this weekend. It was boring as fuck. <laughs> very, very boring. Jesus Christ. There was, like, nothing happening. We played South Dakota. Have we ever played South Dakota? Uh, no. I had never heard of them. They're the Jackrabbits. Which, shout out to you guys. You know, awesome. Whatever. Cool. But the ESPN game, like, predictor had Iowa winning, like, 91% to their 9%. And we only won 7 to 3 it was slow. We were at Home Depot, and so my mom had to take some stuff back, and she's like, will you go with me? And I had the game on my phone mm. because of DirecTV Stream. Shout out to you. Not sponsored, but I could totally make a cool commercial for you since I watched the game walking around Home Depot. People were, like, looking at me with their Iowa shirts on. I'm like, I got the game. I got the game. Um, but, yeah, it was so boring. I had it playing off my phone through a blue speaker. Derp. Yep. Through a Bluetooth speaker. There we go. In the in the salon at work. I'm like, I don't care what you guys think. I'm going to play the game. And they're like, okay. And literally, it was seven to three. And folks, if you didn't watch it, it wasn't like a touchdown and an extra point against a field goal. It was two safeties and a field goal. <laughs> Our fucking offense apparently is trash. I mean, I know it's just the first game, but I saw plenty of people commenting that watched the game saying just, yeah. 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 So, yeah, next weekend, Iowa, Iowa State, it's one of our biggest rivals mm-hmm. that we have. Mm-hmm. That will be interesting. Um, again, I'm going to have family in town. I'll be so, getting lit at Nick and Melanie's and the crew, so, you know. I don't know where we'll be, but I'll be somewhere with family. <laughs> Shout out to any family who listens. <laughs> It'll be a good time. It's in Ames this year, right? You're asking me like I know. I, I Well, if it was a home game yesterday, yeah, probably. I have a fun thing to say, but I'm going to save it till the end after the story. Because, you know, keep you listening. <laughs> What's well, exciting, Love though? It. It's exciting. I need suggestions for my next story just because, again, I've been extremely busy and this week is not going to be any better. Um, if you have any suggestions, send them my way. Funny, you know what Michelle had to call me about the other day? Sorry. Randomly, on my day off, she calls me in the morning. I'm like, oh, fuck. I do not want to go to work. I'm like, what? I'm like, hello? She's like, hi, sweetie. How are you? I'm like, fine. <laughs> She's like, what was the name of that all-you-can-eat buffet that used to be at the mall? <laughs> bishops and she's like oh my god thank you and that was it she's like okay bye i'm like what the could, fuck just happened could that have been a text or did she have to apparently it was imperative that she needed okay. it at that moment okay yeah yeah i was like um okay and then i text her and i'm like what the fuck like this is wtf lol and then she never replied i'm like okay then bishops yep mm-hmm. <laughs> french silk pie that was the shit so okay. what's what do you got what do you got for us Today's story took place in 2017 in Independence, Missouri. For those of you that don't know, Independence is the fifth largest city in Missouri and is the largest suburb of Kansas City on the Missouri side, which again, I've said it before, is the right side. Um, And I don't mean right or left, I mean the correct side. I'm from that area and I didn't 
I never even heard of Independence, Missouri, honestly. But I usually don't go that that south of the the center of KCMO. (laughs) Not that far. (laughs) But I usually don't quite go much further than Liberty or like Northern Kansas City. What? Sorry, you say words, and I think of other words that go with it. You said Liberty. I said mutual. (laughs) No. Uh, where'd it go? Oh. Yes, in the 2020 census, independence came in at just over 123,000 residents. Unfortunately, the family of five of those residents would have their lives forever changed on January 29th, 2017 in a vicious attack by one of their own. Despite my sleuthing, I was unable to find hardly any backstory on the two main individuals involved, but that doesn't mean that Yadira Gomez Andujar's name should be forgotten. Yadira was born March 10th, 1984. What's up, 1984? Making her a Pisces, for anybody wondering. I wasn't. Uh, you know, the morbid <laughs> girls throw it in a lot. I'm like, ah. I'm also a Pisces, so I was like, you know, I'll throw that in there. I'm not entirely sure when, but she eventually met and married a man who was 13 years older than her, named Vicente Roldan Moran. And together they had three adorable children. The two older were boys and the youngest a girl. And it was reported that all of them wanted to be like their mother. She was a beautiful, family-oriented woman with long, thick hair, a wonderful smile, and by many accounts, a mesmerizing singing voice. The pastor of the family's church shared that one day he was in the back office and heard singing, but at first thought it was just an audio track. Then he realized it was Yadira singing, and that started her deeper involvement in the church. I'm assuming singing in the choir and all of that. And the pastor said that Yadira wanted to change her life. You see, Yadira and Vicente were suffering from marital issues and were in marriage counseling at Independence Kairos Church of the Nazarene. The church that, ironically, the main part of this report starts at. It was reported that on Sunday, January 29th, Yadira was upset with Vicente about how he had acted during that day's church services. Vicente claimed that Yadira was having an affair with another churchgoer. So maybe he was being sassy about that during services that day. Um, If maybe that other person was there. But regardless, they argued. They also had a counseling session after church where it said that Vicente was trying to convince Yadira to stop seeing the other man. For unknown reasons, they had driven separately, and after the counseling session, Yadira did not come home right away, which I get because sometimes you fight with someone, you need your space, you don't want to see the other person. Unfortunately, while Vicente was home with the kids in the family's apartment, he grew increasingly impatient for his wife's return. While he waited, he apparently drank two bottles of champagne. I feel is an interesting choice because who's just got champagne laying around but it's not the point I just found it intriguing when Yadira did return home to a drunk angry Vicente they fought loudly and physically the children told officers that they saw their parents yelling and hitting each other the children were six eight and nine years old at the time one of the children told the officers that he heard his mom tell his dad that she wanted him to move out or that she was going to move out depending on the source. Either way, that's clearly not good. At some point during the fighting, the oldest child ushered his two younger siblings to the basement to watch TV and color to keep them away from their fighting parents, which seems that's probably not the first time that they fought and like that happened, which is sad, but Mm -hmm. 
Also, the children's names were not in any of the articles I found, and I'm assuming to protect their identities. The oldest child at one point was hiding behind the couch in their living room. I would imagine that was to keep an eye out between where his siblings were at in the basement and like where his parents were to like survey the area and make sure what's going on. The fighting parents had eventually moved up the stairs to the master bedroom. So I feel like it's a townhouse kind of thing because there's the upper floor and the main floor in the basement. While he was hiding behind the couch is when the boy saw his dad come down the stairs and take a knife from the kitchen, which was not the first knife used in this attack, as there was already blood in the kitchen. This poor little boy also heard his father scream from upstairs, why did I do that? And also, that was stupid. The boy eventually went upstairs to check on his mom and saw blood everywhere, his mom on the floor covered in blood, as well as a large knife laying on the floor near her. He retreated down to the basement where he and his siblings drew pictures and wrote goodbye letters to their mother because they believed she was dead. Oh, what? Like, that's quick, though. Like, check on her and then write goodbye letters? I mean, I don't know how much time elapsed through the evening, That how long the fighting was going for a while, I assume. If this oldest kid was nine and how much blood he saw. He... Hmm. Yadira's children slept in shifts in the basement, and in the early morning hours of Monday, January 30th, they crept upstairs to check things out. Vicente was passed out in the kitchen, so they went up to see about their mother. Blood was all over the home. One of the children testified that they touched her stomach to see if she was breathing, which she was clearly not. The children went back downstairs and stayed there until they quietly got ready for school. They woke their father and asked him to take them to school. Wow. He obliged, possibly still drunk, and definitely still covered in his wife's dried blood. Some of the staff at the school will never be the same as two of the children, I'm assuming the older two, told their teachers that their father had killed their mother. Police were called to the school and then sent to the 600 block of North Peck Court to do a welfare check on Yadira. When officers entered the home, they found a horrific scene. They noticed a large bloody knife in the kitchen, as well as plenty of blood spread throughout the main floor. They continued upstairs to find the dead, naked body of Yadira Gomez Andahar, and curiously, with the naked but alive Vicente Roldan Maran lying on top of her. I did find one court document that stated Vicente was, quote, performing a sexual act involving the deceased victim's naked body, end quote, when he was found and arrested by police. Wow. Vicente stated that he drank the bottles of champagne and took a bunch of pills and subsequently blacked out. He also claimed that he passed out after doing all of the drinking and the pills and didn't wake up until about 8 a.m. the next morning. Vicente said after he woke up, he went upstairs and found Yadira lying dead on their bedroom floor, and they closed the bedroom door so the children wouldn't see. He said that he then drove the kids to school and upon returning, drank more champagne and took pills because he wanted to end his life because he must have killed his wife but just couldn't remember. Hmm. Mm-hmm. During the short investigation, it was found that Vicente used four different knives while attacking his wife and the mother of their children, breaking the blades on two of them. The attack started in the kitchen and moved upstairs. Yadira suffered 13 stab wounds in total, which I felt like wasn't that many stab wounds, considering, Mm-mm. I mean, any stab wound is too many stab wounds, but... Mm. Like, Touche. Like, he went through four knives and there's only 13 stab wounds? Like, Jesus. You would expect it to be like 60. But she did put up a fight. Vicente had a small cut across the bridge of his nose, which is, you can see it in the um, 
mugshot and scratches on his wrists, chest, and arm, as well as a small, or excuse me, as well as small stab wounds on his abdomen. Vicente was charged and tried for first degree murder and armed criminal action. His defense didn't deny that he killed Yadira, but said it wasn't deliberate and was done in a moment of passion. They were hoping to persuade the jury to convict him of manslaughter. This tactic failed as the jury found Vicente Roldan Maran guilty on first degree murder and armed criminal action on May 31st, 2018. Later on Thursday, August 16, 2018, the judge sentenced Vicente to life without the possibility of parole. He is spending his days at the Jackson County, Missouri Regional Detention Center located in Kansas City, Missouri. Luckily for the children, Yadira's parents had moved to Independence only five months prior to her murder to be closer to her and the children. And at least as of the time of these news articles, the children were being raised by the grandparents. Members of the community proved that they had big hearts and donated lots to help these children. People donated grocery gifts, food, clothing, toys, movie passes, new mattresses, and money for funeral expenses. The apartment complex also reportedly moved the family into a newer and bigger unit with their grandparents. Which I must say is the least they could fucking do, because if you had, like, made these kids live in the same apartment that their mother died in, would be pretty yeah. brutal. But good on them for moving them to a different one. An area Best Buy donated three Android tablets, one for each child. The pastor of the church said the whole congregation was committed to helping the children the best way they could, and quoted as saying, they are never going to go hungry, never go cold. This tragedy seemed to really affect the local police in Independence. Officer Luis Virgil was quoted as saying, you know that these children just witnessed something that no one would be able to deal with, even as adults. He said the area authorities first started filling a candy jar with donations for the children, and within a week or so, the police department employees accumulated over $1,400 to give to the children. Nice. Yadira Gomez Andujar was only 33 years old at the time of her murder, which was not even six weeks shy of her next birthday. A beautiful mother of three, taken entirely too soon. And I hope the children are thriving and can live long, happy lives despite the incredible trauma they endured. Wow. Yeah. Sad. It is sad. And it's, I mean... Kudos to the older kid trying to help, you know, protect his younger ones, but... Right. Goy. And the fact that they, like, got ready for school. Like, what does that say, though? Like, how many other fights they probably were around, and they just had to keep going like it was just normal? Mm Mm-hmm. They've been through that before. Yeah. What were you going to share that was exciting? (gasps) Oh, my God. Okay. So, I had started to work on it a little bit last time I was here. Your laptop's up, yeah? Open open Etsy. Ooh, yeah. Y'all, we got we got a treat for you. So the shop name is, because there's a limited amount of characters and you can't put a fucking space or special characters in the name. H.H. Evidence Locker, all one word. Oh, found it. Okay. <clears throat> so, hey, we have a we have a store for the merch. We don't have time, personally, to deal with getting things, like, on our end, getting things in and shipping them out to everybody, so we are having to outsource it, because, like, it's just, it is what it is. But we have a, a small merch store on the Etsy. 
And for the homies in the know that actually like listen on the reg, there's a discount code that you can use. And it's of course, homie, you know, H-O-M-I-E. And it'll give you 15% off of the prices listed on the Etsy store. Nice. I know. It looks but, nice. But the the discount code for the 15% off, again, is HOMIE, H-O-M-I-E. That will run through October 1st, I believe I put on there. Okay. So you got all month, almost, to, if you want to get some official Hometown Homicide merch. There's some sweatshirts, t-shirts. My mom wants a derp shirt, because, of course, people said derp shirt, so I made derp shirt. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple stocking caps. I know you mentioned having like a normal cap in which I have a hat problem. So like I'm going to design a fucking normal cap too. But yeah. So. Well. Oh, stickers. Stickers. Did you see the stickers? Sorry. I I got excited because I remembered I did stickers on there. (laughs) You can only put five stickers per sticker sheet. So I did a little variety. My mom wants two sets of the sticker sheet as well. Yeah, because the stickers we have are the old the, yeah, the old one. But they still, they still good. They get the job done. Got our website on it. And if you are a local listener and you go to the Spinal Tap Room, you might see a Hometown Homicide sticker on one of the bathroom doors. I'm not sure, but maybe. That's okay. awesome. I, cool. I, I love our, our new shop, so I will share that. Shop, shop, shop. And I know I said it like twice already, but discount code 15% off. Homie. Use it while you can. We'll have some special edition stuff, I'm sure, throughout oh, the... Yeah. Whatever. You should do something for spooky season. I know. I was thinking about that, too. I kind of want next year for Pride Month to, like, have the rainbow logo on a tank top. Sure. So, like, we yeah. could implement that when it comes time. But, but yeah, keep your eyes out. We'll, we'll tweet and Insta and Facebook and all that. So, remember that we want to tell stories to you and not about you. So, stay safe. And this was Hometown Homicide.